0: Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode one hundred and five. I am your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is James Seelig. Dude, today is Sunday, June twenty seventh, and we are, dude. It's already summer. Summer solstice. The summer solstice has occurred, and it is oh really fully summer now. Yeah, Uh. time is flying. Didn't twenty twenty one just start? I could have sworn it just started,
1: dude. Like I literally. I couldn't believe that we were at E3 already like that. And that was like a week or two ago.
0: It was already a week or two ago. And,
1: Cause like for, I don't know, maybe this is just me being like a nerd or whatever, but I always as- associated E3 with like, well, summer and like the half year mark. So it just all of a sudden being E3, I was just like, wait, what? We're, we're this, this far into the year already. How
0: it's, isn't it crazy? It's just like, it just goes by. It, it's crazy. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I. It's one of those things I always say so many times. The one, If they could create one item that's fictional and make it existing, I kid you not, I wish to hell the Time Turner from Harry yeah. Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was real. That would be the most valuable item I would ever possess if I had that one thing. I'd be like, oh, shit. Okay, you... Go go job search. You
1: go go play shit. You do podcasting, dude. For me, you know what I always think about. Do you remember that show? um Oh god, it was like Shaolin Hustle or something like that. Oh god, are you just, talking about Shaolin Showdown? Shaolin Showdown. Yeah. Okay, there was With one the Lemonhead. Yeah. <laughs> there, there there was one item uh, that they got at some point that let you split into like multiple copies of you but it also like split your intelligence and stuff so like unless you were like an absolute master genius and stuff like that if you split yourself up you just make a bunch of dumbasses
0: oh yeah they're just laughing and running around yeah i forgot about that
1: but like the main character dude was like oh i wish i could like train all night and also eat a bunch of ice cream and watch a bunch of shows and he did that and it was just like man that would be great like <laughs> it just like make a few more of me just to be like you do your homework i mean i don't have homework anymore but like you read shit for work you you, uh, play video games you read books that you're way behind on
0: yeah man it's oh my god i'm just happy i caught up on all my comics luckily um and then only also because all the dc books apparently that i was supposed to get last week were sent to new mexico for some reason uh my the, yeah the, my comic shop the, he's like yeah our order went to new mexico so all the dc stuff we'll get later on this week so i'm like <laughs> oh, okay so i'll just wait till next week's poll and then i'll have actually extra to read and i'll be like gosh shit so that'll be fun but anyway guys of course this is sutra side talk our weekly gaming movie tv show podcast where we talk about all that news plus uh what we've been watching and playing and if you guys would like to uh send in any questions for the show Uh, You can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And if you guys want to always just subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to. And if it's Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star review. That'd be great. Uh, Of course, uh, we got some news today, James. We got a bunch of trailers uh, to talk about. Yeah. And a couple other things. Mostly, I think everything's mostly movie. But uh, we got one gaming thing and zero TV stuff this week. Uh, Honestly, it was... It was bound to happen. I'm kind of happy. Like, this is what I was hoping because none of the gaming events are all stretched across the summer besides like EA and probably like Sony and Annapurna Interactive and stuff. Uh, There's no gaming news that's killing us now. We got all our shit done in three episodes in one week. And now we just can talk about stuff. And it's probably honestly just going to be a lot of movie stuff and throughout the summer for the most part. Uh, And we could get to catching up from last year which we're we're doing a good we're doing a good job on i think i think we're getting there piece by piece but
1: i'm almost to the end of my list so that's why i've been trying to help you get done with yours (laughs) yeah that's
0: why uh, i'm sticking to the format where i'm going like all right three things i'll do a game and then two uh movies and shows and then it'll be just recycling like that because i think that's the best way to do it at the moment and i'm doing i'm doing good we'll see what we get through today uh with that said though, are you ready to jump into the news? Yep. All right, so four movie things to talk about, f- starting with the third Suicide Squad trailer. And yeah. we got a better look at part of Starro in this one. Uh throwing yeah. King Shark <laughs> into a into a skyscraper.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I know this is already off topic, but like I I'm finding King Shark weird in in this so far because like to my knowledge he's not supposed to be like a dummy or whatever like he's not a super genius or anything but he's just like a criminal who happens to be a shark man
0: he is honestly different in every iteration like okay in Mm. in the comics he's usually just he's not smart but he's not stupid he's just basically like a he's muscle yeah he's muscle that's capable in harley quinn he is kind of like a computer tech jockey kind of he actually is pretty smart interesting and is he he basically tries to throw off stereotypes because he's a shark Mm -hmm. and he also i believe is voiced by a black actor so they also try to get that in there too especially by how fast the police arrest him in one episode (laughs) you're just like oh fuck (laughs) so they try to hit a few notes there and then uh, in the Flash TV show, I believe he's in that and he is more just like a monster who when turned into a human is like a regular person. But once he's in King Shark mode, he's like, I think there's some intelligence there, but it's more monstrous, not stupid. Whereas oh, this okay. one, he's like, Hand. and it's it's more like, you know, James Gunn's like, oh, this yeah, is, gonna, you know, people love be, it.
1: He's definitely supposed to be like some of the comedic part of this movie, although I find it weird because they also have uh. weasel Weasel there
0: yeah which we'll talk about in just a second but yeah yeah, king shark this is a this is definitely a new iteration of him that we haven't seen before where you know usually he's taller and more muscular this one it's like he's just like a he's just like a a, kind of like a short shark monster or short for what you'd imagine him to be
1: like fat than strong yes whatever yes he
0: does kind of uh he definitely actually does yeah i thought you mentioned it but yeah we got to see him get thrown by uh starro and i love that their project is called project starfish i'm like oh okay
1: yeah so that's another weird thing i mean starro is definitely an alien so i I wonder why it's called project starfish unless they like found him somewhere or whatever probably found him yeah but yeah i i god i am just i love john cena in this movie so far just his whole thing was just like starfish is a common slang for butthole do you think there's any co- uh, co- uh correlation there and demanda just like no and he's writing he takes notes <laughs> and he and he's, like, like, he's like he no. takes like serious notes like okay that's weird
0: dude i th- these characters already look so much they, they just look like they're so much fun and then like they're like, oh, is that a, like a werewolf? And they're like, oh my god, he put me next to a werewolf. And he's like, no, he's not a werewolf. He's just a weasel. Yeah, he's uh, harmless. Well, he's yeah, really he's harmless. harmless.
1: He, he murdered like twenty kids, but like, yeah, know? he killed
0: like twenty two kids, and he just doesn't make sense. He's like, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just,
1: it's so stupid. Yeah, and I love they give like a little backstory to. I'm I keep forgetting what Idris Elba's character is called. Oh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah, it's like, honestly, he seems like a stand-in for. Um, will uh, smith will smith in this movie yeah but like, no he definitely does i i just love that they set up that he somehow at some point put superman in the icu because he got himself a, a kryptonite bullet and shot him yeah and like and a bunch of people got mad at that going, i was gonna like, say oh, yeah that would never happen It's like motherfuckers it did happen <laughs> yeah james Gunn.
0: Ga- i looked at the i looked at the tweet <laughs> james gunn posted it and someone like is like well actually this isn't this and it doesn't even mention that he's in the ICU and I zoom in I zoom in and in the comic panel on the wall in the hospital it says ICU so I actually screenshot (laughs) it I I zoomed in screenshot circled it and responded to him and said but what's this (laughs) 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 oh my Uh... god Uh, people I'm like dude of all the things people are getting angry about I'm like all right we got we got Snyderverse and Ray Fisher and all the stuff with Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck over there, but you're choosing to talk about your canonical stuff of this. Yeah. In a world where we're already dealing with stuff of like, oh, you know, you realize like these movies are not going to be spot on with comic books, right? If we, like Birds of Prey didn't teach you anything yet, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. If we if we haven't seen what happened to Cassandra Cain and Black Canary, no they one could ever
1: hurt Superman. Like. Dude, so many people know about Kryptonite in the comics. Didn't yeah, you watch like. BBS? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see what Batman did to him.
1: Yeah. God. But uh yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for this movie. Like I, after the first Suicide Squad movie, I was just like, dude, never make another one of these again. And somehow, even just like a few years later, this this one looks right. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to see that. I actually want to see that.
0: Yeah, it, it, it just it's so good. And the cast is so good. I keep forgetting Nathan Fillion's in this, too. And yeah. it's just so the amount of stuff that's going to happen here. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Like I can imagine the amount of fun this is going to be. Uh, anything else, though, for that trailer?
1: Nah, it looks good.
0: Yeah. And it, it does remind me I do have to talk about some stuff at the end. We'll do a little uh, state of the other shows at the end that I do want to talk about quickly. Uh, but All we'll right. get to that later. And it is Suicide Squad well related from one of the shows, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, moving on to the news of Transformers movies, James. You know we love the Transformers movies, especially the last ones with Mark Wahlberg are probably some of our favorites. When I say that, I only watched the fourth one in IMAX for free. I hated it so much I wanted my money back that I didn't pay for, and I didn't even bother watching the fifth one.
1: Yeah, I made the mistake of watching The Last Night and I was... So, it. There are very few movies that are so bad that actually make me mad. That it's like, who greenlit this script? Like, Someone's going to pay for this. <laughs> like, who wrote this and was like, yeah, that makes sense. No one will ever think about it. Like,
0: So, looking through this, this is from... Uh... An IGN article by Matt Fowler. Uh, they talk about how th- this is a movie that's happening. So Transformers are still happening. And what's weird is they say the seventh movie was supposed to come out. And I'm like, all right, did I miss something, James? If last night was the fifth one, what was the sixth one? Are they counting Bumblebee? I think
1: they're counting Bumblebee.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm like, because I'm like, is that so does count?
1: I can't think of anything else.
0: Which, once again, I've said it before. Uh, Bumblebee. Beside, I would say is the best Transformers movie besides the first one. Like I would yeah. just say, if you can only watch two of them, watch the very first one, and watch Bumblebee.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed Bumblebee after hating all the other movies. Well, most of the other movies.
0: But uh, the the seventh film, uh, it's gonna have uh a setting of nineteen ninety four. And this is apparently seven years after Bumblebee, which I forgot the Bumblebee was set in the 80s. I completely forgot that. So, 1994, James, uh, who was around in 1994? Was it us? Were we around in 1994? We were were around, yeah. (laughs) We were like three, I think. And something happened around that time. And it was not Transformers because in the 90s, they either spun off, and did different versions of our like you know big 80s shows or did weird successors like remember the ninja turtles were in the 80s what did we get in the 90s we got fucking street sharks bro which was the most badass shit ever (laughs) no one will remember the from mars (laughs) the the glory of that but instead of transformers we got beast wars
1: yeah which was like in the same universe but like they focus more on making animals and stuff like that than yeah. you know cars and jets it was also all it was T-Rex all nature. nature
0: yeah it was full nature dinosaurs animals insects all three of those were going around and instead of the uh autobots and decepticons it was the maximals and the predicons yeah and uh we got a little plots the title is Transformers Rise of the Beasts and the synopsis is quote Returning to the action and spectacle that first captured moviegoers around the world 14 years ago with the original Transformers, Transformers (laughs) Rise of the Beasts will take audiences on a 90s globetrotting adventure and introduce the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons to the existing battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons.
1: What? That's so weird. (laughs) so no james For so many reasons there's
0: so okay well, let's think about this so in you know in before when we had beast wars it was supposed to be they came before the yeah, they, uh, they the went, autobots and decepticons right they, Like
1: went through like a wormhole or whatever and they appeared on earth like literally it like basically the dawn of our time where there was like very very early humans and it was literally like they kind of played off of how back in the original series, they mentioned that, like, the the, the Autobot Ark crash-landed on Earth, like, eons ago, and just, like, laid dormant until it was eventually awakened in, like, the 90s or whatever, or the 80s, whatever the fuck. Uh, and so the... the uh, in Like, Beast Wars was supposed to take place during that time that the Ark was, like, here, but, like, dormant, and that's why they were able to find, like, the ancient... Like, the older Decepticons and Autobots, like way in the past and stuff like that like i don't know it it became a huge plot point yeah
0: it's a whole there's a whole thing because it was like oh this spinoff is happening and then it happened and they went oh let's do another spinoff that goes back to cybertron called beast machines
1: but that was like oh god that was so weird but that that was like another reason why um or that that was one of the main reasons why the uh, maximals and the predacons couldn't take the forms of like cars and shit because like there weren't cars and shit around. It was like just animals and whatnot. They didn't so, exist yet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they were also damaged. So they couldn't like do certain things either. So they were like, well, take these forms and do what we can with them. That
1: too. There was like a thing where like Earth was covered in like raw energon. And apparently if if they got too close without being covered in their animal pelts or whatever, they would uh, get all electrified or whatever. Yeah. So somehow it like shielded their animal forms, shielded them from various radiations. I don't know. So.
0: Fuck. Okay. So, James, I'm, the, the what's kind of killing me here is, well, actually, you know what? Maybe we don't need to watch the other movies. If this is taken before, does this mean I could still live my life Transformers Last Night free? Does this mean I'll never have to watch this movie? Oh, I
1: don't think you ever need to watch that movie.
0: X okay cool Uh, that saves me a lot of my lifespan and uh i'm not saying the movie span would actually take for my life i mean yes i'd lose two hours but also i think inside my soul i could potentially use lose like a year or two just like i did watching uh what was it called age of apocalypse or something what was the fucking
1: yeah after watching the last night i was not the same as i was before i the world is a little bit darker what was the other one called the fourth was the age of apocalypse is that what it's called?
0: Uh, Age of Apocalypse, yeah. Or is it Age of Extinction? It was Age of Extinction. So oh, you mean for Transformers?
1: Uh, yeah. you are talking about, X-Men. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was A- Age of Extinction. <laughs> be free, great warriors. <laughs> and then they run
0: off into the wilds of You're China. Just like,
1: they just, like, <laughs> release the, the Dinobots on China. And it's just like, yeah, no one will care. Well, to be fair, no one's going to care after like the the last night when they just like i didn't care kinda, in theaters they kind of gently rested cybertron the planet on top of earth and it spanned from like china to america and that's what? not gonna yeah that's not gonna fuck up like our ecosystem at all or anything just don't think about
0: it. listen guys we're all trying to find out who the guy who was that did this okay no they really all- like
1: they try to make it an inspire i'm probably i probably have talked about this before on the podcast but like they tr- they literally try to make it an inspiring speech where optimus is like now that cybertron and earth are intertwined we must learn to live together as like one people or whatever I'm just like no motherfucker everyone's going to die
0: wait so did it land on the planet or is yes. it like orbiting okay yes. did we get it, to pick which country it landed in at least
1: no it literally <laughs> was like <laughs> they tried to do this weird, interesting thing where, it, like, I guess they forgot that the planet got destroyed somewhat in, like, the third one or whatever, when Centurion Prime tried to teleport it to Earth. Or, but, no, Sentinel. Sentinel, Sentinel Prime. Prime. uh, And so, with it, it, like, Cybertron was just literally flying through space, and it had, like, a bunch of parts of it just kind of trailing off, like somehow still connected to the core of the planet but just like like there were continents flying like off like on like kind of tethered to the planet and it literally at one point like it passed by the moon and just like cleaved a whole like chunk out of it kind of like uh the moon in destiny
0: oh my
1: and then like cybertron just kind of came to earth and rested all its parts all across the planet and it just literally spanned like the entire almost like a whole half of the planet and it's just like you can't you can't make me believe that this is fine <laughs> well be
0: that as it may we're basically getting five factions in this movie which isn't even counting the humans so all right we got we got the fucking autobots we have the decepticons which you know we're looking at i guess the post-Bumblebee versions or whatever. Then we have the Maximals. We have the Predacons. Who the fuck are the Terracons? I've never heard of these guys yeah, before. I don't, do you know this? That do doesn't know? sound
1: that familiar. No, I'm going to do a quick Google search to see. All
0: right, well, you do. I'm going to introduce our sixth faction. Uh, that Those have forgotten. The Capri Sun people, who will be uh, silver surfing through the battles between these giant robots. There'll be certain kids that are handpicked to get the pouches of Capri Sun, drink them, and become the silver warriors we need them to be to fight robots. Uh, I I think that's where they're going to go with this film personally. Or that's where I would go with this film, James. I would make this whole... Remember that fucking Mark Wahlberg Bud Light commercial in the middle of the fucking movie? Yeah, Yeah, I'd do that with Capri Sun. I'd be like, yo, <laughs> I, the, the the human would beat the shit out of the Predacon, and he'd be like, respect the pouch, respect it, and then start drinking the Capri Sun. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. But, oh my god, I I just, looking at this and thinking about this, it makes perfect sense that they're doing this because they're appealing to our generation, James. They're appealing to 90s kids right now. They're doing that in every facet of media with Transformers. This movie, Beast Wars. Netflix, they're doing a finish to Transformers and they're transitioning to Beast Wars because Beast Wars was ours. And I guess... They've gotten what they could out of 80s kids and they're just like, alright, fuck these kids now. We're done with them. Uh, do everything for the nineties kids. Like, we're seeing that everywhere. Like, look at Paramount Plus. It is pretty much a streaming service that actually seems like it's dedicated to nineties kids. Like they're doing all these Spongebob spin-offs. They brought back Rugrats. They're doing an iCarly reboot where they're older, or I guess it's like a sequel. And uh Legends of the Hidden Temple is gonna be for adults. Like, you bet your ass I'm gonna fucking go for that and actually try to Audition for Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's actually a new dream, James. Audition for Legends of the Hidden Temple, and hopefully not get killed by an Ulmec warrior that literally just like pulls me into the wall and you never see me again, like in the show. But yeah, all right. I I killed enough time as I could, James. uh, So according
1: to some Transformers (laughs) fan wiki, the Terracons are a reference to the there was like a comic in in 1994 or a, a manga. Wait, a manga. Are Wait, the, are the these, 1994 manga. Are these Japanese Transformers. Uh, the huh? So apparently they are man-made transformers that can like kind of transform, but they also are drones. That it's you need like a pilot to mentally connect to them. So they're Gundams. So it sounds like they were human inventions as like a way to try to defend ourselves from the invading transformers interesting
0: and we lose that when they get to the modern day movies i don't know yeah that's
1: that's the thing like that's the like it's kind of like wonder woman 84 like why why put yourself in that corner when you don't have to
0: this should be interesting but uh i don't think there's oh there is uh, there is a release date on June 24th, 2022. James, this comes out next... It comes out in one year. Oh, my God. Really? We'll see. We get this movie in one fucking year. That is... Uh, not what I was expecting, uh, to no, say No, that's, that's
1: way sooner than... Well, to be I was going to say sooner than I thought, but, like, if they were working on it for a while, maybe we just haven't, like... Because it, it has been a while since the last Transformers. I think. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Has when did? Hang on, I gotta I gotta look now and see what. uh, Last night came out in twenty seventeen, but did we? Oh wait, when when did Bubblebee come out though? Bubblebee came out in like twenty nineteen though, right? Or 2019 or twenty eighteen? At
1: least a couple years after uh, last night for sure.
0: Okay, dude, there's already a cast for this movie. When the okay, the director is Steven Cable Jr. He oh fuck, this is the director of Creed (laughs) 2 What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah, okay, so this dude directed uh, Creed 2. Um, that's interesting. So that's actually... I, I'd say that's technically a positive there, because I really like that movie. Um, and I want to see who the cast is. Anthony Ramos. Isn't this the dude in fucking... This is the dude. Yeah, this is the dude that's in Hamilton and... Godzilla King of the Monsters He's one of the marines in it And he is also in I believe uh what's that new movie Called that you know that small one called In the Heights he's like the main character <laughs> Really Mm-hmm. And then Luna Lauren Velez Uh she is in Shaft Oh uh, That's not fun Uh she is <laughs> in Uh Let's see. Not the old shaft, like the, the new one that wasn't that good. Yeah. That's what, if it was old shaft, that'd be a different story. Um I don't know any of this shit. It's just random TV shows. Um, but also. So those are two new characters. There's Dominique Fishback as Elena, like we're supposed to know who Elena is. Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime, and Dominic DeRosa Rosa is Bus Driver. So I'm really excited to see what <laughs> Bus Driver true. has for the film. Uh we're gonna get a lot out of this for sure. Uh with that said, James, are you ready to move on <laughs> from fucking Beast
1: Wars? Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually excited for. I'm just excited for Beast Wars. <laughs> it's gonna be everywhere now, and then kids are gonna be like, "Oh boy, Beast Wars!" and be like, "Oh, the 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 process has fully comes full circle." If, it, It'll be if great. they
1: don't have Cheetor, I I riot.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were a, you were a Cheetor guy. I was a Tigertron and Rat Trap guy. So, oh, and Air Razor. I loved Air Razor too. The the hawk female hawk yeah she was cool all right uh moving on to trailers again with the shang chi trailer we got a second trailer for shang chi and james i'm gonna be honest you know what that trailer did you know who it got me excited for it wasn't any of the characters that are that the movie is supposed to be about it got me excited for someone completely unrelated the very last thing it was the very last thing and i forgot what the movie was about i was like what's this again (laughs) what are we doing with this movie yeah we got to see abomination from the edward norton incredible hulk movie which we we knew he's coming back in the she-hulk show yeah but we're seeing him here first
1: yeah it's one of those things where it's like i literally forgot that there was a canon hulk movie and that that he's technically the the abomination is one of the if not the oldest... No, I think the Hulk might have come out after I- Iron Man. He He's one of the oldest... Like a
0: week. One week after. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, like, he's one of the oldest canon Marvel villains in the MCU, technically. And we just ha- literally have not seen him for, like, almost a decade.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we also had uh, Iron Monger. We had a... Uh... He's dead, though. Yeah, he kind of died. <laughs>
1: Tony Stark
0: built this in a cave!
1: Tony... <laughs>
0: Hey, where's where's those pajamas I got you? Good night, Tony. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no one understands. Love, so that's actually I the best John movie. Bridges. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So we saw like backstory to Shang Chi. Like we saw. Um. I'm I'm gonna be completely. I don't know his actual name. If that's that's his superhero name, right? That's not his actual. Like, yeah, it, I don't that's know. That's not his alias.
1: So I don't know if we've heard his like alias name because like he did say like I tried to change my name I tried to run for my family and like it, it still came back to me so as entertaining as this movie looks like it's gonna be I don't I hate to be one of those people where that that are just like I don't like that they changed it <laughs> but, but his like... name is
0: shang it's that's actually just Shang-Chi, oh, it's literally just Shang-Chi? I okay. just went to the Marvel wiki and it what? just says shang oh, so yeah, I in guess the that's comics, like it's just his name yeah
1: uh, but like yeah, I don't know if in the movie he has, like, a an alter ego that he's just, like... No. Oh, it was.
0: Master of Kung Fu. Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Yeah, he's just... So... He's okay, supposed yeah, I to, see why they made Ching Shi. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: I'm supposed... As far as I'm aware, he's supposed to just be, like, one of the best martial artists in the world. um, Like, rivaling the Iron Fist, I, I believe. Just, like, what he, I just don't think he has any powers, or he's not supposed to have powers. Yeah. So... It's interesting that they're making him like the son of the Mandarin in this. And then they're kind of reworking the Mandarin as well. And I don't know. So like I like I was going to say, I am not sure if I like that they turned the 10 rings into like bangles. But I don't know. They still look kind of cool. And like the effects of like when the father guy like when he was about to go into like some battle or whatever he like kind of shoots his arm out and, and they kind of like shoot off of his arm like a few feet and then just kind of like sit there in the air like it looks cool and i'm interested to see what you they can do with them but it's just like a very different interpretation of what they are in the comics which is literally like rings you wear on your fingers and it's like if someone were to wear like 10 different like lantern rings essentially
0: yeah it, you know what, it, I'm not going to lie, you know what it reminded me of when I first saw, like when they kind of shoot off the arm. Yeah. Dude, I was like, dude, those are giant slinkies.
1: <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I,
0: yeah. I looked at that and then you know what I thought of? I'm like, you know what character they should put in this movie? What's that dog's name from Toy Story? Yeah. The the slinky dog. Yeah. <laughs> just put a I cameo. <laughs> I think they
1: just call him Slinky. Oh yeah, it was just Slinky, huh?
0: Yeah, they should put Slinky in the movie. Though. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still, like, I'm really looking forward to the movie. I did like that they put backstory where it's like, oh yeah, you have, you know, traits from your mother, and it shows him, like, really young training with his mother, and then it shows, like, you have traits with your father, and it's like, oh, it's Mandarin, and, like, all the shit that Mandarin puts him through. And you're like, oh shit, this is He Yeah, I love he, sends his own,
1: he sends his own men to go kidnap his son or whatever, and he's just like, I told my men, they could not kill you if they tried. I'm glad that they were, that I uh, was right, or something like that. And it's just like, Wait, so you sent a bunch of dudes after your son, knowing that they wouldn't <laughs> succeed? Why?
0: It's tough love, bro. Tough yeah. love is what they call it. And uh, it ended with—I mean, there was not much else, honestly. It was really cool. We got to see. Was that Fin Fang Foom? Was that just random dragon?
1: Uh, oh, that's a good question. I I assumed it was just a regular dragon because Fin Fang Foom was technically an alien. <laughs> oh, it's just a regular dragon,
0: man. Nothing big.
1: It's just a. It's just it a just dragon. A i mean i don't know that's one of the most frustrating things about the iron fist show is like i kept hoping to see like the immortal dragon that at some point that he fought but like in like a flashback or something and they just never really show you the whole thing uh they show you like silhouettes and stuff like that and, like the eyes and shit or whatever yeah but so this Defenders, movie... you
0: see the dead dragon the skeleton dragon yeah
1: so then i guess in this movie they're like yeah we're just gonna actually show you a, a straight up like chinese dragon
0: yeah so that'll be cool at least and then um what else did they show that was kind of cool i don't think there was anything else besides the arena fight was the really big thing which you know we see him fighting it we see it it looks like some crazy cage match shit we don't know what exactly it's about is this like a mythical fighting ring is this like uh what that
1: would be about like
0: who's in charge of it is it is a man in charge of it like who runs this thing because how the hell did they get wong
1: yeah that's the other thing is like people were pointing out that that looks like wong in the uh arena with him, and like why wong would
0: be there he I did no the idea. he did the magic shit with the hands so
1: yeah but like everyone knows how to do that oh it seems i don't know everyone <laughs> knows how to shit I so mean, if every, i if all, i all go the into the
0: mcu i could do magic hands no i just know so all be... the sorcerers no oh, like okay. that seems
1: to be like standard affair for them
0: but that did look like wong it um, could be for
1: sure I was more just like, whoa, is that Abomination? What? No,
0: yeah, straight up. Yeah, to the point where one gets thrown and you're just like, get out of the way. I can't see Abomination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kid you not. Abomination was probably the coolest thing in this trailer. I got so excited because it it brought back, like, it brought back the Paramount Marvel, uh, the Paramount slash Universal Marvel, like that Marvel pre-Disney where it felt... You know, it's really cool seeing Marvel where the MCU's gotten now, but it's, like, so massive that it's, like, it doesn't feel like something you could just love uh, or, like, really enjoy as a whole. Like, you're not, like, going into every facet of it. It's becoming too large now. Uh, whereas back then, you could easily go in-depth on each thing because it wasn't that big yet, which, you know, it's that's bound to happen no matter what you're doing with whatever universe you're creating. But there's always that feeling of like when it first starts out as like an underdog uh set of movies or not underdog but you know it's that feeling where it's like completely unknown it's characters you never really truly cared about that much and it's like look where they are now to the point where it's like oh those characters are dead (laughs) we killed off like half of them they're already dead now uh but it, it brings back that idea of like dude edward norton terrence howard abomination the the leader uh live tyler could have been red she-hulk like all these different yeah. people and which brings me into this idea james i would like a alternate mcu universe where it's like a, a whole <laughs> it's called next time baby and what it is is it's Edward norton's hulk Terence Howard's war machine. Liv Tyler becoming Red She-Hulk and they're fighting the leader who was, you know, the dude that got the the Mr. Blue, the dude that like the the shit was put on him and shit. And they're just like, how do we get back to the universe? We we're like kicked out for some reason. It's like a it's like they're in a weird pocket universe or something and they never made it back in. That would be really cool if they did like a whole weird spin-off with that because it's universe. a weird array of character. Yeah. <laughs> or the para paramount universe uh oh wait is it paramount that owns
1: uh hulk
0: nope universal but paramount what was, was doing the other stuff paramount is doing iron oh, man yeah, right, right that's right, why right. it was so unheard of it was like oh paramount and universal teamed up to do this that that's why it was so crazy but you know we, we didn't really get that and I, I just think they'll be so cool i would if they did that where you got those characters together and those same actors and actresses like I, I would immediately want that over every other thing because it's so obscure, it's so weird, it's so out of the blue, it's so probably by many people unwanted. But I would love the shit out of that because I, I think people always forget. I, I really liked Edward Norton as the Hulk. Like, uh, Mark Ruffalo does a great job, but he's more for comedic relief than anything. Uh, we don't get like yeah. a more we didn't like that's why I liked Edward Norton's Hulk. It was more serious and it was like the legit like that felt like a whole that felt like Hulk that felt like a Hulk movie. Uh, where Mark Ruffalo feels like you want a taco, I can make tacos. I'm green, and you're like, "Thanks, yeah, man."
1: I just, I really wish that they had done like a Professor Hulk story arc where they show him and turn into Professor Hulk, and that's the Gray Hulk, right?
0: No, is that's that's the,
1: that's the one in the movie where like he like he basically figures out how to like live with his other personalities, and they all fuse into like one kind of perfect one, which is like. Maybe not nearly as strong as, um, like, Savage Hulk or, like, mm-hmm. Warbound Hulk, but it's still, like, basically, like, basic Hulk power level, but with, like, all the intelligence and control of Bruce Banner. Okay. So, and that's That'd what they be- did in this movie was, like, basically, like, they kind of unofficially called him Professor Hulk in the comics. Uh, so, th- that's why they made that joke in the movie. And... But to do that, he had to literally go within his own, like, mind palace type thing and confront his own inner demons. Like, he basically fought a version of himself called, like, the Devil Hulk, which was supposed to be a, like, personification of his father, who used to, like, mercilessly beat him as a child. And so he had to basically get over his fears of his father and, like that he would become a monster like him someday. And once he was able to like deal with his own literal inner demons, he became a perfect version of himself. And I feel like you could do a really cool movie about that where he, like uh, where uh, Mark Ruffalo, Hulk or Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner has to go into himself and figure out like maybe it takes place after infinity war where he like the Hulk, was like, no, I don't want to come out. I'm, I'm scared to fight or whatever. Like maybe Mark Ruffalo had to go into himself and figure out why. And you could do a whole movie about that someday maybe, but I yeah. I don't feel like they're planning on it yeah instead they're yeah cause, i mean it, it's crazy then the way you
0: describe how cool that would have been and instead it's like a hey look five years later we did it we just kind of yeah, we skipped the I cool was, part and just I got was here so disappointed
1: where they like they did do professor hulk but they didn't show you how he got there and i was like oh eh, yeah okay
0: <laughs> but yeah all right moving on to the final movie news which was the halloween kills trailer I didn't. I forgot that it was already ready to go. I, I like. I completely forgot that it was just been delayed by COVID. That it was just lying in a wait.
1: Yeah, this is definitely one that I think you're more looking forward to. I I forgot that this was like happening. Did you and watch I the didn't... last one?
0: No, I I missed it. I heard about it though. You should go watch it. Uh, well, actually, did you watch any? Have you watched any of the Halloween movies? I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies. Dude, I just talked to Bloxdorf today, and he was the same. I was like, what? the fuck bro like how have you not watched any of these movies all right i
1: wasn't really that into horror movies when i was a kid
0: well you should watch them now you don't have to watch all of them like just to watch halloween kills all you gotta watch is the first one the halloween and halloween part two like the very first two and then the the 2018 the one that just came out like 2018 that one so just like three movies and then you're good but (laughs) that trailer holy shit so i guess i'll try not to spoil it too much i mean like basically he doesn't die obviously in the last one he's in this one it's a trilogy and he's not gonna die in this one either because it's a trilogy but uh they they do a whole thing where at the end of the last movie it's a whole like three generations of women finding him it's laurie strode who is you know jamie lee curtis the main character from the originals and her daughter and her granddaughter all fighting like basically trying to fight this dude and they succeed and they're like oh let's burn him down in the house and shit and the firefighters are like oh no we should make sure no one's in here <laughs> and then like one of them goes in and falls down michael's still down there and the firefighter that's like trying to help that one down there get up accidentally helps up michael and oh, then no. he comes out and the firefighter's are like huh and you can imagine <laughs> what happens to all of them uh oh, they all die <laughs> A bunch of axe wielding firefighters are all felled by this one dude, and then they, they dude. It's really cool that what they're talking about here because Laurie's like, "Oh, the more he kills, the more of whatever weird evil he has is growing stronger. So the like, it's the kill. The more killings he has under his belt, the stronger he gets. Like it actually gets into huh. a supernatural state, which actually got really cool. Uh, the way they were describing it, and they." Just like Abomination in the last one, they did something here that threw off almost everything and completely took my attention away, which was they show him killing people and leaving them in certain areas, and it's like they're starting to chart a course that he's going back to, I guess, where it began, and, like, he's going from whatever location it starts off in, starts off in, in, like, whatever cities or states he has to go through to get there. And they're trying to figure out how where they have to stop him. Because right now he's just leaving breadcrumbs for him. But the bodies he leaves behind, he puts masks on him. And it's three very iconic masks from a very iconic Halloween movie. Halloween 3, uh, Season of the Witch. Which, James, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Halloween was never supposed to be about Michael Myers.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing that it was supposed to be like an anthology series where it's like yep. Michael Myers was just like one. The first of... two. Oh, Halloween first part one two. and two. Okay
0: yeah and halloween 3 was that the next anthology it was season of the witch it was completely unrelated and instead it was this irish company these irish witches who uh i think it was like celtic magic shit they were trying to summon some demon god or some shit and uh they were using these masks that kids would put on and there were chips in them they were supposed to like do crazy witchcraft spells on them and Mm. kill the kids when they watched a certain channel uh on halloween So they've been getting all the kids to buy these masks. And it's an iconic, like, green witch face, orange pumpkin, white skeleton mask. And, you know, the movie failed. And they basically said, you know, get out of here, John Carpenter. We don't want to do anthologies anymore. Get someone else and bring back Michael Myers. And then we got to, like, eight Halloween movies later with Michael Myers We're here. And uh, this, though, I guess gives that little homage to Three, which is insane and three wasn't you know it's not the best movie but it's so different and it's like a whole kind of what could have been which is why it's it's a cult favorite from a lot of people it's actually my personal favorite halloween movie because of how different it is yeah uh i really love three it's it's really got really cool themes that like halloween you just literally take away the michael myers mask that's all you get from it this one you have all these crazy Halloween masks and like the pumpkin from the tv and all this other shit it's just a really cool story but it's it's really cool that they did that. I don't think there's gonna be more to it than that. But if they did try to work some weird Celtic magic shit in, that'd be even that'd be really dope at the same time. But other than that, I'm really excited for the movie. It comes out. I think it said October, right? I could have sworn it said October. I'd I'm be surprised if
1: it wasn't. I mean, it's a Halloween movie.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm ready to go for it. I'm I'm excited. I actually wish. Now we did that. Uh, this year's sutra Sidewatch for October. I'm like, we should have done the Halloween movies, but we're doing vampires instead, so it's okay. Uh, moving on to gaming news, uh, we're going really hard there. Sorry, we forgot. I forgot to ask you for
1: the timer. Yeah, <laughs> what control I, me. I but think we've since had we have I, so little news. I was like, eh, we don't, we don't need the timer. Time. It's been fun.
0: <laughs> I think. It, I think we're having a good time though, right? Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's been a good time. So, last piece is more of conspiracy theories because it's just fun reading up on what the hell's been happening here and i just thought it's been hilarious listening
1: on my daily commute to like or just like at work to the uh, kind of funny people try to cover this conspiracy literally i've been like what the fuck you're like what's going on here this makes no sense
0: (laughs) and what we're talking about is the game coming called abandoned to the ps5 and it's made by uh what's the studio called again it's like, it's B- like blue box or something blue box like that? entertainment or something right it's like yeah. something like
1: that they like yeah. they put a trailer out for it on the playstation blog or on the on the playstation youtube channel like a while ago yeah that was, i remember that trailer i remember watching it and going like okay eh. i mean
0: it just shows it literally just shows you in the woods with a gun that's all it is yeah. you don't really see anything and it went from kind of like a thing that was there to all these conspiracies building up to be a secret kojima silent hills game or something yeah and like, you're like
1: what <laughs> which isn't in like you know completely insane because like i mean dude look at what how he first unveiled Metal Gear solid five like he created up like an entire new studio called like whale tail studio or something like, or no it was like mo- a moby dick studio or, or whatever uh and people made comments about like oh like the whale tail in the in the logo looks like kojima's hair like maybe maybe it's kojima oh if if you look at the phantom pain like the the, the title the words have cuts cutouts that if you you if you spell out metal your solid five in this font it fits perfectly <laughs> like what the fuck is happening the
0: most fucking charlie corkboard shit you've ever seen like always yeah. sunny thing of charlie just being like listen
1: i can't like he showed up to, or like he had someone show up in like full face bandages as like the lead designer or or whatever of that game and just like are you a real person like oh i don't know oh, how how could you ask me something like that and it's like yeah it's of course it's Kojima.
0: The best part about that, it's, like, all this shit's happening, and it's, like, it's so fucking weird, but everyone is just, like, jumping up and down, like, gorillas. It's like, oh, oh,
1: yeah. I love oh it! Oh my god, Kojima's making another Metal Gear game, oh my god! <laughs> and, yeah, and so that's why people are, like, yeah, it's believable that Kojima would totally make up this fake studio to unveil, like, a new game that is, like... And, and of course he would uh, deny that he's doing this whole thing as he did it last time. But like, so, I kind of feel bad for the, the studio, like for blue box. Cause like, if the, they're real, like the real blue box is like, well, if that's they like, are real. It's like, they are real. We think I'm, are still- they? Well, something I'm kind of like <laughs> blessing where I'm just like, I don't, I'm like 99% sure this is all bullshit, but like there's still that slight glimmer of hope that maybe it is something more because <laughs> like, so... I I was willing to put it to rest like when the the guy like the head of the studio actually came out on camera and was like listen people I'm a real person I'm not Hideo Kojima look at me (laughs) and he like they basically tried to put down people's uh guessing that this, this is some sort of new Kojima game and then they did some stupid shit where they're like hey Guess what? Our game's not called Abandoned. We're gonna reveal what it's actually called, and we'll give you a hint. It starts with a with an S and it h- ends in an L. And people were like, Oh shit, Silent Hill? Are, is this Kojima? Is it Silent Hills? Is he making a one? And just like it's spiral I spiraled so out of control so fast that like, like I kind of agree with the kind of funny guys that like this is either a small indie studio. That saw an opportunity to get like free advertising was like, oh, cool, we can we can do something like this and then didn't realize how much it would piss people off if it turned out to not be actually a Kojima game or it is Kojima and like he's just trying really hard to fuck with people again. (laughs) Like, both are equally possible.
0: They are actually equally possible. And James, uh, so I'm on the Blue Box Game Studios Twitter account, okay? <laughs> okay. And it started May 30th, 2021. It's not even a month old. This Twitter what? account's not even a month old. Their first tweet was on May 30th with, like, the whole experience, all trailers and gameplay reveals with images rendered in real time, blah, 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 blah. And it's, yeah, the, the, one, the biggest, honestly, it's not even that there's a guy video video uh showing himself via video being like hey i'm real that's you know what's more (laughs) that's not that actually i'm like you know what that could be a trick but (laughs) it's the unreal engine fact where i'm like kojima would probably be using the dustman engine i don't think he'd be using the unreal engine so that's the biggest Mm. like thing that like throws off the scent there but i will say When I look at, like, the Blue Box uh, Game Studios profile picture, it cuts off the Game Studios, so they don't really care that much. It looks like about, like, their logo uh, showing on their their Twitter. And then I look at the website, James. I go to the website, and guess what? The website is just the logo, and it says, we are preparing. We will be right back in the meantime. You can reach us at this email address.
1: Yeah, so so this is either Kojima set all this shit up, like, a few months ago, or... yeah they are just like way over their head and trying to like make an ad campaign that works i guess so i think honestly i'll be
0: completely honest just to to be be a real person here i think it is a real company only because so even though actually it wasn't made in uh may 30th that was their first post they joined twitter january 2015 so that might have been how long they've been working on this game or they've been working on other games right. and they just never made something this could be their very first game and they were probably yeah riding on the whole Kon- uh, konami kojima shit and i i'm not too sure though at the same time it's also it's just
1: l- really unfortunate that they they had like a countdown to win that trailer demo app thing would be unveiled or reveal, or release. It got, it got delayed. And then, it was supposed to come out two days ago, I think. yeah, and then It was supposed to be on Friday. Ran, the timer ran out and they were just like, it's being delayed. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: So, God, it's, it's just funny. And I, I do like horror games, though. So, at the same time, if anything, I just get to watch some entertainment of just people on the internet freaking out over this. And then maybe play a cool horror game at the end of the day. That's yeah. that's what I'm seeing out of it. But it's definitely we'll, we'll see. an interesting
1: story for sure.
0: And they're utilizing dual sense, so that also kind of excites me a bit too. Imagine horror and dual sense James a jump scare dude. and it's like
1: your controller is like <laughs> dude, I I know this sounds insane because I wasn't like the biggest fan of Death Stranding. Like I I thought the story was interesting, but the gameplay was just so fucking boring. I want to play it again on PS5. <laughs> Cuz I'm like, waiting.
0: I'm waiting for it.
1: Dude, I'm I just that game seems like it was made for DualSense, just because like I mean the back back when it was on the PS4, like it used the microphone for like the baby call, uh, cries and stuff like that. But in baby, I th- I think maybe if uh for the sounds of the BBs. or not the babies the um bobbies, what were the oh the, boobies the ghosts called?
0: Oh the uh. Fuck i actually uh, Uh, i can't
1: remember anymore
0: it was the because i i didn't remember i i I played like two minutes of it and i said i'll play it later and then i was like i'm almost i was like that's gonna be the last 2019 game i'll play up for my backlog i'll save it for last so i just have outer worlds before but now they're like oh ps5 version and i'm like i'll just wait for that now
1: (laughs) but like one of the things that that game did was like to balance yourself while you had like a bunch of shit on your back so you wouldn't like fall over you would pull the triggers to like grab onto the shoulder straps of your backpack to like to brace yourself or whatever. And I can only imagine like the easiest use of the dual sense for that would just be use the resistive triggers to be like the more shit that's on your back, make it literally actually harder to hold like those triggers down, make it actually harder to like keep your character balanced. Like was it BTs? yes uh for beached things i forgot yeah about that. yeah so and then like just you know using the dual sense uh haptic feedback for like the different types of terrain feeling different as you're walking over it like you could use that controller so well for uh for um death stranding but we were talking about abandoned i totally forgot yes kojima
0: <laughs> exactly um I guess final thoughts until we know more. Do you think it, what are you leaning more towards? If you had to choose one, is this an actual indie studio or is this Kojima?
1: I think it's more likely that this is just an indie studio that was like, Oh, people think we're a Kojima thing. That's interesting. Maybe we can use that. And there's still like maybe a 5% chance that it is Kojima just like expertly manipulating the entire games media again. But, like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'd love if there's an interview with Kojima and they're like, is this you? And all he does is kind of, you know, he pushes his glasses up and they do the fucking glare. And he yeah. does, like, the smile. And then it's like, oh! <laughs> and then it's like the interview's over. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm just... Either way, you know, just if anything, it just gets me excited for this game and also gets me excited for actually what Kojima is actually working on eventually. Yeah. But that is all of our news for today. And uh we got time I'd say we got about twenty five minutes to knock some stuff out. Are you ready for me to, to knock out three things really fast, James? Yeah. Okay. So, first thing I want to talk about... I actually don't know if you ever talked about this one. Uh, I, I platinumed... Or, a while ago. This is, once again, a while ago. This is actually when it first came out. This is back in, like, I want to say, November, December, if anything. Uh, Miles Morales... Maybe it was January. Maybe it was January. Uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. Ooh. Yeah. So, it did full two run-throughs, full platinum for it. And... God damn, is that game good. It, it right. takes away all of the annoying stuff from the first game like the the harry osborne missions where it's like chase the pigeon and i'm like i don't Uh, i don't want to i don't want to chase the pigeon Uh, they did (laughs) bring back the pigeon
1: guy though in miles for like a second
0: but it's like uh everything feels like it matters for the most part like you, you don't feel like you're getting annoyed by doing everything the challenges aren't too like uh time constraining either so i just like blasted I think I blasted through everything to get through the story and then get to new game plus mode and then in new game plus mode I did everything I think that's what I did and through it I, I got everything I needed to collect all the backpacks or the no it wasn't backpacks that was the first game it was time capsules and it was like all of the uh Miles and Finn capsules which was really cool and you get to see all the memories and stuff and then uh yeah the challenges weren't too bad it was like all those peter parker training uh the, yeah. the training modules he sets and up stuff a bunch of like
1: hollow training practice things for uh miles because you know new spider man gotta train and yeah. learn how to do better
0: and every now and again there'd be like real people coming in and be like hey let's get this guy yeah uh but the, it was just so cool going through it you're fighting rhino and later on you fight like uh what, what's it called um roxon rhino yeah which was really cool and he's like fully armored it's like little spider i'm going to destroy you uh, i know i'm getting short sitting around there but i couldn't do the russian sorry i like yeah. kind of lost it but it was really cool i i liked all of the gameplay i liked the different powers he had like the electrical and because the-, the big thing that yeah. sits miles apart from peter is his electrical power and his uh like chameleon camouflaging invisible power Those two are so cool and it really helps out, especially if you're like, I want to take out these enemies in this area and do I want to go face them head on? And I'm like, whether I thought about it or not, I honestly instinctively always went through stealth. I always went and tried to eliminate as many as I could before an actual fight broke off, even though it's always fun to do all the combos and use your gadgets to fight people. I just loved loved just hiding up and grappling down and grabbing someone which was actually now that I think about it James the same case with the Arkham games too
1: yeah they have a very similar gameplay style where just like you are given a room full of bad guys and you you could just like fight them all if you want or you can kind of take like a few out first just to like level the playing field a little bit
0: but yeah, by yeah the time maybe you take get down, your... like, the big guy or the bazooka guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: By the time you get all your abilities and stuff, like, especially in New Game Plus, when you get stuff like, now you can activate cloaking and it won't turn off your combo meter, like, until after you're done, uh, you're done cloaking. Like, that gives you so much freedom to use your abilities any way you want. Especially, like, I noticed when I was, especially when I was trying to get the 100-hit combo uh, trophy, uh, I was having trouble... In like the harder difficulty, with like, you know, gun uh, people with guns like sniping me from hella far off, and then I realized, like, literally as like, I I know that just so that you as the player can still see Miles, like he doesn't turn completely invisible, but for all sakes and uh, for all intents and purposes, the characters in the game, he's completely invisible. So like, yeah. as soon as you hit uh, cloak, everyone's just like. Well, wait, where'd he go? And like all the guns, like you can see the tracer lines like come off of you because they're just like, wait, well, where where'd he go? So it really helps with like he has a lot of variety for how to get out of a situation.
0: No, yeah, definitely. And the combat itself, I I definitely see myself wanting to play. Like I know, obviously, Spider-Man Two will be mainly about Peter, but if there are still segments where I could play as Miles, or if which I'm okay with this too. If they don't put miles into that much and instead they straight up actually give another like 2.5 game where it's like more miles and he gets his own game again. I would love that too, but I definitely still want to utilize his specific traits and just use him either into or in like a 2.5 type game.
1: Yeah. I liked Uh, all his venom moves too.
0: Oh yeah. No, they, Oh my God, upgrading those and getting more upgrades as you went to like make them more powerful That was so good because I just loved it. You just stomp and just like that electricity went like, yeah, it it was just such a it was very satisfying. That's I think the best word for it was satisfying. And I just loved Miles, honestly, like they they did such a good job, just like with Peter. But I think with Peter, it was a bit different because you're really just enjoying Peter by himself. Like you're enjoying Peter and then like his relationship with uh, Doc Ock and Mary Jane for the most part. And to an extent, not me. And with this one, though, Miles feels a lot more out there with people, even though it's not too many. Like his relationship with his mom and her finding out about him in the game. I love the shit out of that because I always um I'm, I'm going to be honest. One thing I'm always not a fan of is just like, oh, your love interest doesn't know who you are or literally everyone around you doesn't know who you are. Yeah. and it feels like such a i guess at this point it feels very generic like it feels so regular and n- like it, it's just the status quo and i'm always tired of that that's why i loved when eventually in each show or comic or whatever like one by one people know who the character is it's like uh, in, in, the, in the times when catwoman doesn't know who batman is you're like what the fuck is happening bro yeah i'm so like just get this shit over with but in this one, in, like, Spider-Man, Aunt May finds out who Peter is, and then she kicks the bucket, and then you're like, whoops. But in this one, or that in that one, that's what happens. In this one, you have his mother, and she is running for was it
1: it was like representative district representative yeah kind of like
0: our districts yeah it's like yeah you're representing your district so it's like the. And she was running
1: to for like city council member for like harlem or something like that
0: yes and it's like the kind of going against all the stuff that roxon's doing yeah and she finds out that miles is like that he's spider-man and she's just like you know i can't stop you or whatever but i'll support you just please be careful all this stuff to the point where, like, you know, at the end, you see him fucking fall out of the sky. Dude, like, and that she's...
1: performance of the mom, when, like, of the, uh, the person playing his mom, when she sees Miles, like, fall to the ground, she's like, oh, my God, Miles, no! I was like, oh, She shit. literally
0: watched her son fall out of the sky, and yeah. hit the ground. Like, that was insane. Him. He
1: just hit the ground hard.
0: Yeah, and it was crazy how that happens. It was also, Which... the one thing I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Was when like he's about to explode and you see everyone's walking towards
1: the the ruins, like oh what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. what
0: are you doing?
1: <laughs> but we're we gonna say, but yeah, like that. Also, like the character Finn, like I, like I kind of wish that she had listened to him at one point and not been like, oh you're just lying, you're just trying to like stop me or whatever. But like. I see why she was so dead set against like just make rocks on pay because they took my brother from me and but like her redemption at the end where she like you know puts her like super boots on and just like I like she is like I know I'm not gonna get out of this alive but I can at least get miles to like a safe distance or whatever and like I don't know I just I loved the imagery of like her running up the building with him and just like flying as far up as she could and just he's she literally just like it's okay just let go like i don't know i liked finn as a character a lot
0: yeah no they did a good job of like a a character that just experiences tragedy and is just blinded by the need for revenge that no matter what they do it's like oh that's how you kind of fall off the path and And whatnot they
1: they also do a very good uh job of like showing like she like because miles wasn't honest with her from the get-go like when it comes to the point where he finds out that like if she does do her plan it won't just destroy on tower it'll destroy like all of harlem which will lead to like however many thousands of deaths like and she at this point she's like i don't believe you you lied to me like why would i yeah. ever believe anything you say like even if this is true like i i couldn't possibly know
0: be- uh, that's true yeah and it's, like, one of those things that, like, what would have happened if he told her he was Spider-Man at the very beginning? Yeah. Like, what what would have occurred there? But, of course, you know, you still had other friends like Genki, and Genki was great. I, I love, love him, yeah. Genki. And because he, he's, like, his his tech expert behind the scenes who's just, like, oh, yeah, I can just hack into things. Or, like, I can make you this app. And here, hey, dude, can we yeah. charge? Can we charge for this app? <laughs> can we get ads or something we could actually be making bank right now uh that was so good and then uncle aaron uh prowler dude yeah i think it's really cool watching it's not i guess it's kind of similar to beast wars where it's like oh look there's different avenues of beast wars happening whether it's animated or an actual live action film whereas this one you have the animated film and the game now and they're complete opposites in terms of the tragedy, where in uh, the Spider Verse film Uncle Aaron dies and his father's still alive, and in this yeah. one his father's dead and Uncle Aaron's alive. Sure. And I like that there's a there's a difference there and what each one represents.
1: I, and I love that like Uncle Aaron, like at one point kidnaps or like throws uh, Miles in a cell because he's just like. I don't want you to go after Roxxon because I don't want you to die. Like, yeah, I-, I know this, like you don't agree with this, but like your family and I'm doing what I know. I like uh, what to do to like, keep you safe. This is all I know how to keep you safe. And like, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that he was being selfish, but like for a selfless reason, I guess. Yeah.
0: He, he did the wrong thing for the right reason. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point where, like, you know, Miles beating him is Miles proving to him that he's his own man at this point. And, yeah. like, he just to, he has to let Miles do what he needs to do to the point where, you know, he, he comes back and saves, like, he helps save uh, his mother. And yeah. it's like, I'll help evacuate the people and stuff. And it honestly, that kind of thing where it's like, oh, his mom knows Uncle Aaron found out pretty fast. And yeah, now he's also, <laughs> like, also knows like it seems like can get into a good relationship with the mom now in terms of like she won't be like you can't come here. You can't like yeah, be that part be of nice. the family. So it, it leaves a lot to that's why I'm like if it's a kind of like a maybe an, a minimal amount of miles or I like the idea where it's like, okay, Peter does shit and then frees Harry from the symbiote and then Peter gets a symbiote and Peter disappears and then he plays Miles until you find Peter uh like that's yeah, what I thought that'd be would be cool that'd be so cool because then you get both perspectives uh Miles will probably get the shit beat out of him and Peter's like what have I done yeah. and uh you know all that shit will ensue but I don't know I'm very I'm very curious it just it brings a lot of questions of like dude how are they gonna bring in now two different characters and their whole worlds with it where at least Peter you don't have to worry about Mary uh, it's like oh the whole Aunt May thing is eliminated so that kind of leaves a lot more free time with just, like, him and it's Mary Jane and she knows where he is, so that makes things easier, too, but I think besides, like, Peter probably doing a lot of the stuff with Norman Osborn and Harry and other stuff like that, you can kind of see more of Miles growing, too, and I really hope they just kind of balance it out where you can kind of see both of their um, relationships progress with all the different characters, but um what else if there's anything else uh yeah but combat's great it, it's like you know it doesn't feel like a spider-man 2 it definitely feels like a spider-man 1.5 uh just with like it's just more perfected and shorter which you know i always sometimes when it's really big games and i've been playing a lot of sandbox and rpgs and stuff it does feel good to have a shorter version it yeah. makes things feel nicer uh overall love the shit out of it uh if you haven't played it you definitely should like it's it's on ps5 too uh besides being on ps4 uh definitely a worthy ps5 game to buy i would say easily out of all of them like that honestly ratchet and Spat both just get all the insomnia games that are on ps5 that's that's my best advice right now i think you'd agree james yeah yeah But uh, yeah, that's Spider-Man. And let me just blast through these two uh, movies real fast. I watched Nocturnal Animals. They came out in 2016. It's got uh, Amy Adams and I believe it had, was it Jake Gyllenhaal in it? I have to double check actually. But it's about this woman who is married with this guy, has a kid and works in an art gallery and she realizes she's not happy. And it's a weird thing where I believe it's Jake Gyllenhaal, his character sends her his like he her, her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend sends her a book that he wrote and she feels like it's about her and it has like a, a family like a guy and his daughter and his wife are traveling and these weird redneck dudes or whatever come and like kidnap his wife and daughter and then they get raped and murdered. And so this dude has to, he gets help from the p- local, like, I guess, sheriffs and stuff. And it's, pl- the, the the cop is played by uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, okay. And they go after these dudes and hunt them down. And it's like, you keep going, it keeps uh, switching from, like, the book, the, the story going through the book and Amy Adams just, like, in real life. And her starting to question everything, like, she finds out that her husband is cheating on her her daughter is in college so she's pretty much like grown up and stuff she's doing her own thing at this point i think she's in college i could be wrong but she's like old enough that she's like out and about on her own and she thinks like oh he's gonna go meet me because he's like hey do you want to get dinner and it ends up with like her going and he uh doesn't actually show up he totally ghosts her And it's because when they were going out, she was pregnant and she was cheating on him and it was with his baby. She gets rid of the kid and then like leaves him for this other guy. And it's a whole thing where it's like it actually was kind of like it wasn't necessarily revenge, but it was like, hey, I'm a successful and I'm doing good and I'm actually happy. Here's this book to make you question everything about your life because of what you did to me. Uh, Have fun with that shit. Bye.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was very weird. Um, Like it just ended abruptly where I was like, oh, that's it. It literally ends with her just at the restaurant. And like the whole thing with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in the book where it's supposed to be like he's supposed to be playing the book character, even though he's also the uh, ex-boyfriend. He ends up like getting the last guy that took his wife and daughter from him, but also dies in the process and it's like a weird like just everyone dies except for I think like Michael Shannon but who's going to die anyway from cancer after <laughs> so it's like everyone uh. dies <laughs> yeah it's very it's a very morbid movie and it's a very morbid like book within the movie uh and i thought it was just weird i thought it was like very interesting i've never seen a film like that before but it wasn't something that truly really grasped me at the same time i was just like oh that was uncomfortable <laughs> uh i wouldn't watch that again but it was interesting that i saw it at the very least um nothing else to say about it it was just strange uh to say the least it wasn't bad like it w- it definitely wasn't bad because it definitely tries to do something that it just kind of i don't want to say it goes over my head but it's just not something i wanted to look for uh mm. if that makes sense and then the other movie i watched recently was another thursday monster movie night we watched the ninety 98- eight. Matthew Project Godzilla movie James and I gotta oh. say I love the shit out of that movie still. There's a yeah. reason. There's a reason I watched that movie in theaters three times when I was a kid. Uh, besides the fact that it was just Godzilla, and even though I knew it wasn't my Godzilla, I was like, ah, oh, it's you know, it's cool. <laughs> it's yeah. Reptilians.
1: That movie is still entertaining, but like, I was watching a video about this earlier and how and like why it was like such a failure for at least on uh, in Toho's eyes. Like, apparently at some point, the the guy, at least at the time, I think he, the guy who wore the, the Godzilla costume through the Showa era, I think they said. Yeah. He, he walked out on a showing of this uh, 1998 movie because he was just like, it's not really Godzilla. They don't understand Godzilla. Oh, it's not Godzilla at all. It is and, literally
0: like, they, they rename him Zilla to the point. Yeah,
1: and there was like another quote where it's like, he... Um, like, it's strange that the Americans can't conceive of a monster that wouldn't run from their, like, weapons and stuff. And it's just like, holy shit, you're right. Zilla spent, like, almost the entire movie just, like, running away from the military. Like, granted, the military wasn't doing much damage to it. But it, it, it was, you know, getting hurt and running from uh, the missiles and stuff like that. Whereas, like, real-ass Godzilla is just like, oh, what are these things you're firing at me? Oh, it kind of tickles.
0: I literally came here to destroy your town because I felt like it. That's actually yeah. why I came here. <laughs> That's what Godzilla does. But yeah, no, Zilla definitely is a burrower who can't do all this shit. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I actually read, because, you know, it's supposed to be a trilogy, right?
1: Yeah, it apparently did so poorly that they're like, eh, maybe not. Never mind, <laughs>
0: yeah. But it—it's. I will say it spawned an amazing, an amazing animated series was yeah, on Saturday morning I want to watch
1: that uh, series again at some point.
0: We've been going through it uh, on this the Saturday morning block. I created the screen for people. That's one of the ones we've been going through. And we're on the third disc right now. So I think we've entered into... Se- it's only like two seasons, but it's like 40 episodes. And there's all these original monsters and they're really cool. And you could tell there's probably some concepts there that were supposed to be in the films. Uh, and it's it literally takes place after the first movie uh, where... You're actually watching the baby Godzilla. That baby one that survives is the one in the show, in the cartoon, yeah. and it, they do a really good job to the point where actually they got the same the guys that play Major Hicks and Doctor Craven, the two that always sneezes the those actors came back to repli- reprise the characters in the cartoon as their voice actors, which I thought was really cool. It's definitely not though the same guy that played Nick Titopoulos. It's not Matthew Broderick back in it to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to do that. Um, but I will say the idea of the second movie i read the entire script and it's uh or the i read the screenplay for it not the script but the screenplay dude i there, there's gonna be an episode i do where we're just gonna talk about godzilla 2 and it's gonna <laughs> be fantastic because i read it and i was like this needs to become a film somehow i don't know how or i'll just do like an audio reading of it and i'll try to do all the different voices or something i don't know i want to I wanna figure something out but i really want to do a reading of the the screenplay because it's so fucking crazy, but all right, your turn, man.
1: You go for it. All right, um, I'm my list is getting like super short, so uh, let's see. You said you watched Borat too, so we could talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know how many days
0: it took me to watch that, James. It took me like I, I think I went through four sittings of that movie. Really? Yeah, I, I just don't I, being I was that long. It wasn't, but I was just watching it and I was like, "Fuck, I need a break."
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna, it's been a while, so like I kind of forget a lot of what happened. I just remember, like the the main gist was that like Borat had to come back to America, and he like his daughter got shipped here instead of like a sacrificial mule or whatever that he was no giving? no no it
0: was uh they were bringing in their best uh their biggest celebrity which was literally a monkey right and, and it, the, the daughter ate the monkey <laughs>
1: yeah I forgot about that oh <laughs> yeah and I, like that was fucking insane what, what where were they even going oh he wanted to deliver the monkey to uh, Mike Pence or whatever yes and yeah which like resulted in like dude that the cpac thing was like not even that far into the movie which which part the uh, the cpac part where they they actually like oh they go there they go there as donald trump and he's like michael pay this i have i have a
0: girl for you mike pence looks at him just fucking angry. He just looks so like, yeah. I am not even about this right
1: now. Dude, it was, was so, so fantastic. I was so surprised that he didn't get, like, arrested for that.
0: Yeah, dude, I was surprised he didn't get shot. I was like, this fucking Republican convention what's happening? Yeah. <laughs>
1: what? Dude, like, so I don't know if I, like, I think I liked this movie overall better than the first one just because like, the first one was, I mean it had a lot of moments of, like, exposing like how people really feel in certain parts of the world like in in texas when he goes to the rodeo and they he finds some dude who's he's just like yeah see in the kazakhstan we do not have gays and the this like random guy is just like yeah we're trying to make it like that here too and he's like whoa what the fuck <laughs> and oh, like there are good were, old texas yeah and like there were moments like that but like the the vast majority of the movie like the shit that i remember is like he him running through like a hotel naked just like because
0: <laughs> he's also fighting uh what's his face the other guy he he fights like that the 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 fat dude naked they yeah, do like a weird like, naked fight
1: he's like dead now
0: oh he Did was he turned into a chair they turned him into a chair and his dick's sticking out yeah. it was like oh no that was uh, horrifying that was that was absolutely horrifying yeah I, could, I couldn't believe they actually did that.
1: Oh, I just remembered. Yeah, like that. They started filming that movie like and then COVID happened. So they had to like quickly pivot. Dude, like the part of that movie when it started becoming about like COVID was like insane. Like how he found some random dudes to just like stay with for a while is insane. And like, oh, yeah, supposedly he like never broke character and just like they almost found him out like a few times, but like he was able to like stay in his room and just like, like kind of stick to like, I guess he, I think he stayed in his room to like communicate to his like producers and stuff like that. But like he really had just like himself and like a camera crew. So he uh, like, from what I understand, like he like that was all real, like him staying with those people and convincing them that like he's actually just like a dude from Kazakhstan was like all real, and they they, they were kind. They, they literally
0: let the stranger into their house and helped him out. They're like, "Yeah, we could, t- we could, we could help you out." I mean, they they're obviously certain ideals, you know, were a little uh, yeah, you know, but uh, <laughs> they it's were just so like, weird. They're like, "Yeah, sure, you can come back and hang out with us." There's two random men that are just living together. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're <that> just <laughs> he's just like, hey, excuse me, where's everyone?" He's like, "Oh, they're all stuck inside because of the quarantine." <laughs> I, um, when they did that, I was like oh right that's when this was filmed <laughs> yeah and dude like when he had that like show or whatever where he was like doing this the song oh god i don't remember what that song was about though uh where he was like he had like i guess as an attempt to make a mask that wasn't a mask they gave him that like big ass beard that just like covered his face yeah or whatever and oh yeah i just Oh man, what were they talking about? It was like it was it was like a, a song about like you know fighting democrats or something like that. And
0: Oh, I uh, oh, when they write the song that they're trying to play? Yeah. I can, I can't remember what it was. I just was. remember it
1: being like absolutely horrendous, but like people were still singing along to it in the crowd and like
0: Oh yeah, cuz it was still shit talking.
1: Yeah. And like so apparently um like that was another thing that like in in the interviews uh (laughs) he mentioned that like that that was like one of the few times that he actually feared for his life because eventually like someone found like figured out who he was and started like shouting it out in the crowd and he was just like we need to get the fuck out of here now
0: oh really (laughs) yeah oh my god i I never watched the behind the scenes shit that's funny because in the beginning it's like he came in his regular Borat, and people straight up chased him, being like, Oh shit, it's, it's Dude, like Sasha America,
1: it's Borat. That was the funniest thing that, like, yeah, like, p- p- he was such a huge phenomenon back in, like, the 90s or early 2000s. Not the 90s, 2000s,
0: yeah. Okay, man. Like, for me, the, Not the, the 90s and
1: the 2000s kind of, like, split, uh, mixed together for me. I don't know. Or, like, at least the, it's like, like 2005, yeah, the 90s, you know? <laughs> Close enough. But, yeah, uh, like he was such a huge like the the first Borat movie was such a huge phenomenon here in america that like there's almost no one that doesn't recognize him anymore so yeah they they, they play into that where he has to wear like even crazier uh disguises over his Borat the fat costume. suit
0: he has a fucking fat suit yeah. that was the best part was just that suit it looks so weird i loved also the messages at the was it like a kinkos or a fedex the guy that would yeah. go and do the, the the message faxing. And he's like, we're going to cut your balls off. What did you <laughs> want me to send back to him? That
1: was so funny. <laughs> and just like the revelation at the end though. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this movie that was like kind of really timely that you had to watch it. Like, especially with like all the Rudy Giuliani shit that hit the news. Oh my God. But, like, that was great. He, uh... Turned out that they didn't, the Kazakhstan didn't send him back to make another documentary. They infected him with COVID, and he was the reason why the pandemic started
0: that was the funniest shit like the realization there when it's like oh my god
1: Dude, i remember that like what watching that movie for the first time and just like getting to that part where they're like it was him the whole time i was like no no way they're actually doing it oh my god
0: it's so that was oh my god they 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 went above and beyond i think it was just like there are certain parts that were just so outlandish for me yeah. That I'd get through. It was like I'd get through the uh, like the length of a regular twenty-four minute episode of a show, and yeah. that, that's why I was like, "Oh, I finished my food. I'm just I need to stop here. I you're just I like can't. I need
1: to mentally unpack what I just saw." Yeah, because of course you know,
0: like it's I love the Borat movies, but there's so many scenes there that they make you cringe. It's like you know, it's that like you feel embarrassed yeah. for just witnessing what you just witnessed, and you're like, yeah. "I hope no one's around to see this." Oh, like
1: the uh, the ball scene where he takes his daughter to like some southern ball and she does like, oh, the, the traditional oh, Kazakhstani dance.
0: Oh, no. And she, it's like the the period. Bl- yeah,
1: <laughs> the it's just, period like, everywhere.
0: <laughs> I was like, we straight up saw that and I felt the same way everyone at the ball felt when they saw that shit where they're like, oh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, need to, I need to take a break. I need to take a break.
1: <laughs> God, I forgot about that one dude who was like, your daughter's very fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... Like, oh, like the one oh, creepy, so creepy dude who just, like... He said something about, like, basically... He's fucking it's like, old oh, dude, too. It, it was something like, oh, yeah, we like them young and pretty down here in the South. It's like, uh, man, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, ancient, you brought your daughters here. <laughs> I feel cold. <laughs> yeah, I know. It
0: was... God, there was some fucked up shit in that movie. God damn. Uh... Yeah, I'm just happy there's no naked fight this time at least. Like it's like they did it in Borat, they did it in Bruno, and it was like a it was like a gay, re- <laughs> a gay wrestling naked fight. They were supposed to wrestle each other and I was cheering, and they like start making out and everyone starts <laughs> booing. <laughs> uh-huh. You seen Borat, right? Or not Borat, uh, Bruno? No, I miss Bruno actually. Ah, uh, that shit was fucking hilarious. He straight up calls Mel Gibson the fear. He's like, "My uh, Fiona." That's hilarious. <laughs> this Is when they show a picture of Mel Gibson. I think that's the one where Paula Abdul comes into an interview, and the dude uh, Bor- uh, no, I keep saying Borat, but Bruno's, uh, like Sasha Baron Cohen's sitting on a person, <laughs> and then he's like, "Come sit down here," and the chair is another person, and she just is like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." uh. <laughs> <laughs> she, it was so fucking insane. But yeah, dude, I Bora too is fucking crazy. God yeah.
1: Damn. yeah, and then like we didn't even really talk about the Giuliani shit where we was just like before that movie came out, we were like, well, oh, you know, maybe uh, in in context the scene isn't as bad as it sounds like and it's just like no, in context it's so much worse. It's Watching so Watching it, worse. I'm like,
0: dude, this this dude needs to go to jail.
1: <laughs> yeah, like how the fuck? Like it like it sounds terrible, but I almost wish that uh Sasha Baron Cohen hadn't like jumped in when he did and like maybe let it go on for like a little bit longer to oh. see if Rudy, if Rudy like actually pulled his pants down or whatever. But like I, I totally understand that uh Sasha Baron Cohen was just like, I have a responsibility to my co star to not let anything like horrible happen to her. So Look well, out, I'm it's Giuliani.
0: Just, don't let him yeah. so <laughs> don't I'm let just him on. Stop this now. <laughs> Yeah, and gotta say congrats to Tutar Sagdiev. Sagdiev yeah, dude, she did who, an amazing you, job. You pulled off a female Borat, like congratulations, you you did the impossible. Uh, like playing that character, or no? Sorry, is it uh, Tutar Sagdiev is the character? character. Her name <laughs> is Maria Bakalova. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was like Tutar. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah no maria maria did a great job uh oh god the shit. baby
1: scene that was he like bought her a cupcake and she eats like the plastic baby on top and they go to the uh the um it was like a fertility clinic that wasn't actually a fertility clinic it was like one of those fake ones that are just like set up to try to like convince you not to have an abortion or or do birth control of any kind or whatever and it's just like <laughs> like i love the like the wording i'm just like i i put this this baby in my daughter can you help me get it out have you ever put a baby in your daughter
0: no (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was so fucking funny also when she's like she drives the car and she's like i didn't blow
1: up (laughs) yeah And uh, i love that where like she she has the like revelation that like all the shit that like her culture has told her that like women can't do anything or else like it'll destroy the world or they'll turn into monsters or die or whatever is like all bullshit and she's like you lied to me you all lied to me
0: and she's at that that uh that woman talk i forget what it was called it was like i love that she goes to the bathroom and jerks it and comes back and she's like you won't believe what happened (laughs) <laughs> and oh, they're like, also that. Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, no, you could, yeah, you could do that. It's fine. And then she's like, what if we all did it? And they're like, what, what? <laughs> just...
1: Oh, yeah. And then, like, the, the, um, the babysitter or whatever her name was, like, <sighs> I forget because there were,
0: there was like they they hired people to like help her change her look and shit and yeah get her it, it was
1: the black woman that uh borat stayed with for a bit or yeah she was who dude, is she dude she was I... so great like and she was one of those candid people that like wasn't like one of the actors in yeah no
0: she was real and she was hella kind she was so kind dude, she like, was like I... the best character Would you like to be my black wife? (laughs) No. No, I would not. Thank you, though, but I'm going to decline your offer. (laughs) She's like, I'm not. She's like, of course she left you. Do you you know how horrible you are? Yeah. God, she's great. She's fantastic. Yeah. It's just always funny seeing, like, these people that are helicopter. I mean, like some of them are, maybe have like strange ideals, but they're still like they do kind shit. Like the two guys that take him in, yeah. This woman that takes in her do- his daughter and shit. Like they, they're just like, oh, you can find like random kindness here and there. So that's, yeah. that's cool at the same time. But also, still watch out for Rudy Giuliani. Like actually, though, watch yeah, out, that watch. out Yeah,
1: that dude's an actual goblin. Yeah, he's
0: in that. Yeah, it's fucking I hate his teeth. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Any
1: anything else on Borat too? Nah, no, it's definitely still worth a watch. Even if like, even though it's like not in the news it's still like a fun interesting watch for sure
0: yes yes i'm also just like
1: crazy impressed how he was able to take the curveball of of the pandemic happening and just be like let's keep rolling with it and see what happens
0: and they still made it completely relevant which is even more insane but with that said that has been uh, sutra side talk guys and i just wanted to go through a few things really fast uh, first off, we will be recording our backlog special this week, but we're not going to have it out this week. Uh, this week, you're going to get the Suture Sidewatch episode 13, probably on Thursday, and it's going to be the Living Daylights uh, Timothy Dalton movie. And Friday, we're not going to have anything come out just because we're a little bit behind on promotions and we're going to be promoting Shazam, which has already released. So if you haven't watched The Cut of Steel episode 8, where we talk about Shazam, you should definitely go check that out. Uh, That will actually be our last episode of Cut of Steel for a bit. Uh, We will be returning to it in late August. So we're going on another hiatus for Cut of Steel just because everyone's a bit busy and people need a little bit more of a break. We at least got out Aquaman and Shazam. But uh, we're going to come back in time, of course, to do the new Suicide Squad movie when that comes out. So we'll do an episode on that. And we'll also... Not necessarily right after, but we'll then, uh, at a certain point after that, also put out Birds of Prey and then uh, the glorious fucking Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we'll get to the rest of those other uh, non-film specific episodes. But, uh, yeah, look for The Cut of Steel in late August again. Until then, uh, check out Shazam and the other episodes we already have. And up to it, down to it uh, we'll be coming out, we'll have a new episode where we talk about D&D next Friday. So not this Friday, but next Friday, uh, in the first week of July. And with our backlog special, uh, we will have the first episode of, or uh, we'll have that next episode. I believe it'll be backlog special number eight that will come out next Wednesday. So this week we just have, uh, this episode and our sidewatch episode 13 with, uh, living daylights next week we have another episode of side talk along with our backlog special and up to it down to it so just wanted to give you guys a, a update on that as well as what's going on with the cut of steel but until then guys uh you can once again contact us at suture at gmail.com send us any feedback comments and any questions you want us to read on the show, if we uh, read your question on the show first, if it's like a specific episode, we will send you a copy of Minute Ultra on Steam. And once again, that's suturesidetalk at gmail.com. You could also see it in the show notes. And you could also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at suturesidetalk. You can also, of course, you know, subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to. And if it's Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. That would really help us out. And just share us out there. It would be very helpful to share us out there with other people. Word of mouth or online. And you could follow James on Twitter at invaderjim 124 And you could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. We will see you guys later on. Catch you next time.
1: Thanks for listening.